All right, welcome back to week four of the Sticks Golf Roundtable. Got a great one for you this week, just me and Johnny, Trey's out. But before we get into that, I want to do a quick ad read for Swing U. The best golf GPS and scorecard app on the market just got better. Introduce Swing U Versus, an integrated strokes gain analysis system available to Swing U premium subscribers that tracks and analyzes every facet of your game from tee to green. Compare your game versus a target handicap a scratch golfer, a club champion, or a tour pro, and see how you stack up across all five categories on the course, driving, approach shots, chipping, pitching, bunker play, and putting. Upgrade today and take your game to the next level. Sticks Golf uh, Week Four Roundtable. Just me and Johnny. Our uh, our third counterpart Trey is chasing some ass on a hinge date, <laughs> so he you know decided that that was more important than the pod. But you know what? If it goes well, then that's fine. And you know we, we just mean, wish him luck. We wish him luck. I hope he makes his dad proud, and I hope he's a gentleman tonight. Yeah, yeah. Ken Ren will one hundred percent be proud. All right, what, <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? Oh, um. So I went to my uh, local beer store, great, great craft beer store, and uh, I'm not an IPA guy, but I, this was right there. If you can, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it's a, it's a match play IPA. It's got a great, great, great can, great logo. Um, like I said, not an IPA guy, but I'm going to make an exception for this one. I like that. Well, I uh, am going back to my roots. I, I actually have a Virginia beach local brewing company, Wasser Hound, which I frequent I've been there. Have you really in Virginia Beach? At Hilltop, right? Yeah, at Hilltop, right behind Conti's. The yeah. Bike shop. yeah, yeah. They got they make pizza there too. They do, and they make really good pizza, actually. That's a that's a good one. Yeah. So, cheers, brother. Cheers. All right, let's get a little bit into the golf. Oh, that's really good. Um, let's get a little bit into the golf this week. Obviously, Pebble was, you know, awesome to watch that place. I mean, the views are unbelievable every single year, but Tom Hoagie getting the win. I thought we were going to see a Jordan Speed dub, and I think me alongside everybody else was kind of rooting for it. But Tom Hoagie, he was nails down the, down the stretch. That putt he made on 17 was, I mean, that was big. That was a that, great that, putt. That was the golf tournament right there. You had Spieth, who actually looked like he had a pretty good shot on 17, mm-hmm. um, needed a few more feet, maybe two more yards in the air, and it would have been golden. Um, but he ends up, he ends up making bogey there, failing to get up and down out of the bunker and Hoagie makes birdie there, obviously separate groups, but that's it right there. That's the two shots. So yeah, good for, then, uh, good for, good for Tommy tables. If you've, uh, <laughs> if you've ever heard, uh, Mr. Hoagie's a, a legend at the craps table. In fact, uh, Spieth referenced it in one of his, uh, post game, <laughs> uh interviews the other day so well the um, funniest part about that story is that uh when they, he was asked you know he, jordan sped said something along the lines of if tom hoagie's ever in contention he's never gonna back down he's just gonna fire at pins and go for it and and then tom hoagie was asked about that comment and he was like 
Well, honestly, like I've never actually played golf with Jordan, so I don't really know <laughs> why he like said that. And then, and Jordan's like, well, I watched him play craps <laughs> and yep. I really like the way he, he played craps. So that's the way he plays craps. Yeah. Um, the, another, uh, yeah, there's, there's just, the story goes, there's a bit of a, um, story circulating where anytime Hoagie makes a cut, if there's a casino within driving distance, he's there on Friday night. Cause he's like, well, I'm get, I know I'm getting a check, so I might as well go burn some cash. At the Are you serious? I yeah, did not know that. That's where he got the nickname Tommy Tables. Oh my God. We got to, wow, we have to interview him at some point. In time. He, yeah. He, he seems like a pretty good dude. I was thinking about, um, I, I ended up looking it up. So Tommy, Tommy Tables and uh, Luke List, you know, back to back winners on tour uh, last week and this week. And, um, they both had started in just over 200 PGA Tour events. Uh, Hoagie's 32, Luke List is 37. Um, kind of interesting because there were some, you know, some some great names on the top of the leaderboard both weeks. But uh, Hoagie and List getting it done. You love to see it. Hungry dog runs faster. <laughs> Hungry dog runs faster. What can you say? I like that. Also, I just want to briefly chat about just the ridiculousness of what Jordan Spieth did on, was it whatever hole? Yeah. Number eight. What the fuck was he thinking? I'm I'm sorry, but like, first off, I am deathly afraid of heights. Like, (laughs) like, like I hate, I don't look outside of airplanes when we're flying. Like I don't do any of that stuff. Like elevators freaking out. I don't like it. So that aerial shot of him hitting that probably made you a little dizzy. Oh my God. I literally almost had a conniption as I was watching the shot. I mean, I don't know how he hit. I mean, he ran right backwards after he hit it and I would have done it in my downswing. I, 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 I don't know why he hit that shot. I would have taken the, well, actually he did make par. So I guess it he did. did. He did make an incredible par. Um, yeah. He said, did you see, he was actually a little shooken up after the round he said he saw the highlight and he, he felt really bad and he regrets doing it. You know, he mentioned his wife and kid were there in town and, um, he was he was a little shooken up after the fact, which is interesting. Well, Greller apparently was just like, "Are you sure? Is it worth yeah. it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it?" Like said it a few times, and I think he was just like, "I I'm hitting it," and just kind of. But oh, that just gives me the heebie-jeebies just thinking if, about it. it. If there's one thing about Spieth, man, nobody could say anything about a lack of an, an exciting player to watch. Something crazy. It feels like something crazy always happens. He's always the guy dropping a sixty footer chipping in, holing out. I mean, right after number eight, you know, I, I was sitting down watching and um, he, he ripped the flag stick on 17, you know? Really? Mean, it's like, yeah, and it's just like, you just expect to see flag sticks being hit. Um, now we've now he's got Daredevil attached to him as well. So <laughs> yeah, you never know what happens with speed. I don't know. I, I, I actually quite honestly find him somewhat insufferable sometimes listening, listening to the back and forth with Greller. I think it's very interesting, but it's also like a little cringy at times. I feel it almost feels like he's catering to the microphone sometimes. Maybe he's not, but that's just the way it sounds to me. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a fair critique. I think I think it's a fair. I mean, he does talk a ton, and especially <laughs> when the ball's in the air, yeah, he will scream at that fucking thing just to do whatever he needs to do. Yeah. But most of the time, it does it, which is kind of impressive. And and even though I'm annoyed, I'm intrigued. Like it's, oh, it's yeah. interesting to hear what he's saying and. Uh, I think we could all uh, 
say we, we'd like to hear more more of that kind of chatter from other players um i think they're getting a little bit better with the mic situation for that yeah so. well i i mean even with that golf show i think the most exciting thing that happened in golf uh over mm. the weekend was definitely harold varner's eagle putt on 18 at saudi Unreal. that was ridiculous 92 feet 92 feet i mean i was gonna look this up but then I, I figured it might be kind of hard to find but has anyone ever made a longer putt than 92 feet to win a, you know, obviously this is an Asian tour event, but you know, you, you figure between PJ tour, European tour, throw in Asian tour. I mean, I can't recall a highlight or even a story of someone making a longer putt than 92 feet to win a golf tournament. I'm trying to think of some, I mean, I mean and there have been a couple hole outs. Which, yeah. Like the, like at, um, uh, I know Greg Norman lost a major, some, but who was it? Was it Augusta? Someone pitched it on him. Larry Mize. Yeah, yeah that was Larry Mize. That was that one. But then, and then, and then uh, somebody, what was the, the Valley of Sin at uh, somebody made a. Oh, that was, uh, well, that was Constantino Roca. Get into a playoff. He, 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 he uh, that's a, that was actually wild. So, yeah, Daly had just finished. Roca um, flubs his first chip into the valley of sin yes that's exactly so then you know rather than a relatively easy up and down now all of a sudden he's got that 60 footer um which he rolls up the valley of sin goes in he's banging on the turf yeah yeah but then daily beat him in the playoffs so yeah well it's a cool highlight and a great putt but it didn't lead to the win that time was that the year that he melted down in the hazard Short of like, I, I, there was, there was, there's some, he had like a huge lead or something, or maybe it was a different year, but I remember watching like a highlight tape of just like the, he had like a four shot lead with like three holes to go and ended yeah. up losing or something, but I think he tried to hit it out of a, like the water and then that mm. didn't work or blah, 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 whatever. But Harold Varner, yeah, I don't know. Hell, oh, man. Hell of and a lot. Couldn't, couldn't see it happen to a better guy. I mean, no. he's, he's, uh, I didn't realize I had forgotten, you know, uh, he's still not won technically a PGA tour event. I was about to say um, that a guy, he guy cannot win in the U S he won. In I Australia. knew that, but he yeah, I, I, I had forgotten about the 90. What was it? 90. I'm sorry. 90. Jeez. Um, the 2016, I think Australian PGA. Yeah. Um, so, but he yeah, I, I mean that week too. He, he hooped. Yeah. He's a, uh, you know, by all accounts, a great guy. I have uh, some mutual friends with him, being that he's from Carolina. We're roughly the same age. We used to play in East Carolina's tournament uh, every year, and um, I think we were only crossed over for one year, and I didn't meet him or anything. But I've just always heard from other guys that have played with him that he's as cool as it gets. Yeah, I, uh, M- Mark Lawrence, his one year at Auburn, uh, was good buddies with one of his good friends. So I think that he had met him once or twice and he just said, he's an absolute good old boy. Just likes yeah. to drink beer, put dips in, play golf, yeah. hang out and just vibe. He, and also he looks, they, <laughs> yeah, they it's did funny like you a, say that. Cause I didn't, I've never heard anything about, you know, drinking or hanging out or anything, but he's got quite a belly. On. <laughs> he does. I was kind of wondering, I wonder if that guy just puts him back or. <laughs> No, I just I just think he has, you know, maybe a few natural lights every once in a yeah. while. And then he just, you know, they just let in the belly. It's the dad bod. I mean, like, dad bods like, are hot. You know, it's like, uh, you know, from here up, he, he looks pretty fit. Then you see like, <laughs> a hot belly sticking out. Well, they Good for him, they, living they, life. I can't remember if it was the PGA Tour that did it or if it was like Vice or something. But 
one of those uh one of those you know accounts they did like a piece on the like the driving range that he built in carolina where mm. you know, he's having you know guys that don't have the opportunity to get to a nice private course and allow them to come practice out there i just think i mean he's i just think he's a great guy couldn't have him do a better guy super happy for harold varner i hope hey, at some point in time our cross paths but uh you know you know what my favorite thing that came out of the saudi tournament was though was that uh before Bryson W D, he got beat by a 14-year-old. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? There was a 14-year-old amateur in the field. I did not know that. Um, and he made the cut barely and finished towards the bottom after making the cut. But he made the cut. He's 14 years old. He's now five for five in Asian tour cuts. What is his name? TK is like his nickname, and then it's Chantananawat. He's from Thailand. Chantananawat. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Sarit knows him. I had a, I had a roommate in college that was uh, from Thailand. Sarit okay. absolute legend. Smokes more cigarettes than anybody on the planet. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I can't remember the last time. Uh, you know, any anyone under like sixteen really made a dent. You know, over in America on tour. I mean, there's some no. stories going way back, like Ty Tryon and. Fujikawa, well, but. that there was that one kid that was 14 when he played at Augusta and he made mm. the cut. Um, that's right, yeah, I can't remember his name, but like he, he had a funky swing. But then I think he actually ended up growing into it. I think he's a hell of a player right now. I can't remember his name though. But anything on the LPGA tour, yeah, actually, um, Leona McGuire is a name, uh, probably want to get familiar with. She was uh, an absolute rock star in amateur golf. Uh, number one in the world for almost three straight years uh, stand out at Duke and she just turned pro last year. She kind of made a splash at the Solheim cup. Um, just absolutely fierce. Uh, let one of the big reasons that Europe was able to defeat the U S and she just got her first uh, professional win at the drive on championship on the LPGA. So um, I think she's going to be exciting figure to watch going forward. And then Lexi got a solo second. We were talking about Lexi last week. Yeah. Glad to see her uh, play well um, also. Always good to see you play well. One other quick thing. Um, I got a tip on this. Uh, the, the LPGA actually did a pretty nice little YouTube series called LPGA All Access. Um, a really nice unfiltered look. Uh, they followed really? mostly Gabby Lopez and Amy Olson, who were sharing an Airbnb together at the tournament they were covering and just showing them cooking together, hanging out, talking. It was very unfiltered um very behind the scenes feeling i thought they did a really nice job with it um Sweet. i i hope that that uh something like that is what comes out of that netflix documentary that's what exactly i'm, I'm kind of hoping yeah i mean it wasn't like edgy or anything but it was yeah. very unfiltered it showed them talking with their caddies during the practice round and prepping for media prepping for the you know gala they had to go to the night before and um a really really cool behind the scenes look and it looks like it was actually you know produced by the lpga so kudos to them good on the lpga i think we're going to see a lot more like that sort of behind the scenes content coming out in the next few years i just think that that's what people want to see and if the lpga and pga tour aren't going to do it somebody else is going to so you know no doubt all right well you want to get into a topic yeah 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 i um i had a topic uh i was thinking about with the olympics we're uh now in the midst of the winter olympics I'm sure you love the Olympics, Tom. It gives you a chance to root for hundreds of countries other than America since you hate the USA. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that slide. I'm not gonna comment <laughs> on that. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let that go right by. Uh, if you're not familiar, Tom has uh, outed himself that he does not root for the U.S. in the President's Cup or uh, or the Ryder Cup. So I, that's not I true. I am, I am undecided in the Ryder Cup. President's Cup, yes. I am 100% international. Okay. All right. The, All right. The, I mean, the, the Ryder Cup, meh. I mean, either one. I, I don't mind. I just really, I mean, Medina was my favorite Ryder Cup, just watching Ian Poulter just bury people <laughs> with that putter oh that was oh my god that was the best and because i just got to watch my stepdad just cr- crumble and cry and it was fantastic <laughs> i just got to laugh in his face and it was great so that that's like that my was Ryder cup that was a really emotional one too it was cool that uh i think sevi had just passed yep and yeah. uh, jose maria Othabo, who was, was yeah, yeah he idolized sevi and uh um he was he was crying like a baby when he when when they won saying he you know got it done for sevi yeah, no, I think that'll go down as uh, probably one of the best all-time Ryder Cups. Whether you're a U.S. fan or a European tour or European uh, fan, I think that anybody that's a fan of golf can understand that that was an amazing day for golf and in golf. Sure thing. So, right, so um, you know, uh, obviously we're in the midst of the Winter Olympics, uh, golf being in the Summer Olympics, but I thought it'd just be an opportune time to take a quick look back at the first two go rounds uh, of golf in 2016, 2020, and then look forward to what I think is a nice upward trajectory for the next two in particular um, Olympic sites. Um, So as you guys remember, 2016, uh, actually golf made its return, not debut to the Olympics. It was hosted one time before 2016. And that was in 1904 um, in St. Louis. And uh, do we know how this, yeah, so uh, the guy who won was the Canadian George Leone, I think. But interesting little time with Pebble Beach this past week. Uh, Chandler Egan uh, was uh, an American. He was also a course architect. He won the silver medal in the individual. And they had a team aspect. Um, and America did win the gold in the team aspect. And uh, The team aspect? He, What's the format of the team aspect? I didn't look it up, but there was a team aspect, which we'll huh. talk about that in a second because I really wish there was now too. But, oh, the, the interesting time with Pebble, uh, Chan- Chandler Egan, who won a couple of medals in that first Olympics in 1904. He went on to partner with Alistair McKenzie to do the uh, renovation at Pebble Beach in 1929, which really converted Pebble, Pebble Beach from uh, a previous routing uh, and style to what closer to what we know today. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting little tie in there. But um, so 2016, you know, it was announced, I think, in 2009 that we were going to bring the Olympics back. Um, Gil Hans was commissioned to build a brand new golf course. Do you remember that? That they they didn't actually use a a current course in Brazil. They built a course specifically for the Olympics. Oh, my God. I did. I totally forgot about that until this exact moment. But yes, I do remember that. And then didn't maybe it wasn't but even like this past one wasn't the golf course like somewhat like redone no, that was redone uh, it might have been i yeah, they might have brought somebody in in preparation for but um but um yeah it's kind of cool too the, the course is still open today it's a public course um and i saw that um in brazil it's only the second public golf course in the entire country country of 212 million people so you know, two thirds the size of America. And that course is only the second public golf course in Brazil. So, you know, you talk, we love the expression, grow the game. And this is a way that they might actually be growing the game. Uh, It seems like it's been a, it's been a hit a lot more. uh, They've got junior programs and all kinds of stuff. So it's pretty cool. 
I wonder if uh, if South America is a little bit like culturally like um, some like some European countries, because I know, um, especially over in Ireland and Scotland and stuff that there there aren't I mean, there are public golf courses, but a lot of the golf courses are private. And it's because the towns that surround them, it's almost assumed that you would be like a member of that certain golf course Mm because it ties into the culture of the community and that like stuff like that. So sometimes those, sometimes those uh, like, Oh yeah, there's no private or public golf courses can be a little bit like a little misleading, little misleading because there are, I mean, yeah. Cause I know, I feel like it's St. Andrews, uh, you know, St. Andrews has members, obviously it's public. People go over there to play all the time, but I think that's more the model over there is what we would call semi-private um, yeah, they exactly. have members, but they also welcome guests play and um, St. Andrews, uh, <laughs> my buddy, uh teammate from Longwood golf. He was uh, from over there and um, well, actually he was from uh, a part of England, but he was in, he studied in St. Andrews for one year and he got, he got a membership to play the old course and all the other courses at St. Andrews for like, I don't know what the equivalent was, but it was like a hundred dollars for a semester. <laughs> like all you can play at St. Andrews and, and the townspeople have a similarly, um, you know, great deal to, to be a part yeah, of. It's, it's, uh, like you said, it might be almost like automatic just if you have an address there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think, yeah. But it's actually funny you say that because my younger cousin is actually a, Oh shit. I hope I get this right. It's either a junior or a senior at the university of St. Andrews and his dorm room is on 18. It literally wow. looked out over to the 18th hole at uh, St. Andrews. <laughs> so every once in a while, I'll just get a Snapchat from my, from my cousin, Charlie. And he just goes, ha fuck you. <laughs> I'm looking at St. Andrews, which is, which is great. Oh man. But yeah. Um, back to the Olympics. I think, you know, kind of the theme of, of chatting about it is I really see it on sort of an upward trajectory. And I think it's going to be something we'll, we'll really start to look more, more forward to in the, in the years to come. But there was a, a cloud hanging over the the 2016 edition. Um, it wasn't the coronavirus, but it was the Zika virus, um, and a yeah, lot of players everybody was afraid to get pregnant. Right? It was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it was, um, you know, the, a lot of top level players from around the world, you know, withdrew or said they weren't going. You know, didn't commit to the Olympics, citing Zika virus, and it was kind of a game. I remember we were thinking who, who, who was really concerned about Zika virus and who was just kind of <laughs> taking the out there, but the top yeah. four in the world all declined to play uh, your, your top four in the world at that time was Jason day at one, Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy at four and uh, all, all four declined to go, declined to go play. So, you know, a little bit of lack of excitement, you know, when, when the best players in the world, you know, aren't showing up. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's an unforeseen kind of thing. You, know, you can't really plan for that. That kind of sucks. But I will, I will agree with you that the Olympics is definitely on like an upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say that I watched every second of the Olympic golf this past uh, Olympics, but uh, I definitely was very much, you know, watching and, you know, I, I was looking at updates, figuring yeah. out who was leading, blah, blah, blah. I think I, I definitely watched the back nine of Sunday and mm-hmm. I watched a little bit of the opening ceremonies. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think we're well, gonna- one thing and I, I was, yeah. was going to bring this up, but I'll just say it now. The uh, one thing that will help with that is um, 2024, we're going to be in Paris um, at Le Golf National. 
which yeah. uh, we're all familiar with from the Ryder Cup. I'm sure you were celebrating that day as Europe just absolutely drubbed the Americans. I, I, I will say that that was a good day for Tom. Yes, that was a good day. <laughs> I was very happy so, today. So, you know, we've got that and then we've got Riviera in 2028. So as opposed to the brand new Olympics course and the country club they were at in Tokyo, which we had never seen before. Nope. Um, now we're going the next two are at courses we're familiar with um, that we know that we have a lot of history with. And also the times work out a lot better. I mean, if you're on the East Coast watching the Paris um, golf will be sort of like watching the, the open championship, right? They'll be yep. playing in the afternoon. We'll be watching the morning. Then you got LA. So that's going to help a lot. You know, the, the time, you know, the times make a difference. Cause if, you know, if you're not watching it live, um, you know, and of course everything's kind of tape delayed and packaged these days. And, um, it'll just be nice to be able to watch it live. Yeah. Oh, big time. Um, Dude, I, I'm I'm pumped for Riviera. Oh my god, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's, that's like neat. that's sweet. Like we gotta figure out how to get to that. <laughs> we, we I mean it's it's long it's far enough away that we could definitely like think Start about trying to it. go. We should definitely try and go to that. That'd be that'd yeah. be awesome. Um, hey, got a, got a trivia question for you. The uh, oh shit, there's only one golfer, male or female, who has gotten a medal at each of the first two Olympics, 2016 in rio and then 2020 in tokyo do you know who it was can you tell me if it's a male or female it's a female fuck <laughs> um lydia it's, ko you got it oh, <laughs> let's go no way did i really oh, i was trying I could to tell you, i could tell you were just flat out guessing too no no i because because i know i know lydia ko medaled this year and yep. then i was like and i, I was like i know nelly didn't in 2016 right. so that was my only guess there oh go. let's go bang yeah she got a silver in 2016 and then 2020 um i keep saying 2020 because you know even though the olympics took yeah, place in 2021, 2021 they still called it the 2020 was still 2020 but uh she got a bronze she got yeah, a bronze so she'll be looking to she could hit for the cycle if she could get a gold and oh my god wouldn't gold. that be awesome if she, she if she won and then she yeah. had all three that would be badass oh my god that'd be sweet yeah so anyway just moving forward the uh 2020 i would say definitely garnered a little bit more attention it was nice to see xander uh get the win so we had a nice uh usa win you know recognizable top 10 player in the world kind of win um he deserved to win too. Then, He'd been playing so good leading up to yeah. that, and just hadn't quite right. finished it. So he, he was he was due for one. So yeah, I'm, I was pumped when I saw him win. And and I think you know he seems to have really relished it. He's I've seen him in some fun videos. You know, wearing the gold medal, having fun with it. I, I think, think that'll help. More excited than he was. Yeah. Have you seen those videos? Yeah. The, the pictures yeah. and videos. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fact that some of our guys are going over there. You know, Kucher got a bronze the first time around Xander with the gold this time around. I don't know. I got to, I got to think that, you know, maybe there's a little bit of FOMO going on with some of the top level guys. We already saw a much better turnout. Um, much, uh, there were, there were several WDs in 2020, but that more legitimate COVID kind of concern, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I just think it'll help. I think, you know, the guys in 2016 and into 2020, they didn't grow up with Olympic golf, but you look at who's going to be picked in 24 and 28. These guys are only in high school and college right now. And that, you know, so they're, they're going to be more familiar with it when their turn is up. For sure. Well, I know that you have some, uh, some thoughts on the format 
of the uh, Olympic golf. Yeah, I, that, that's the only thing, you know, uh, mostly positive here in the outlook. But uh, the fact that it's just 60 players, four rounds of stroke play. I mean, on one hand, okay, you're trying to evaluate the best in the world. And that is the format that they're used to playing, you know, week in and week out. So I get that. But man, from a from a fan experience, if they could have incorporated a a team aspect or if they weren't, if they really didn't want to do a team aspect, they could have made, um, you know, I, I feel like look at a, a USAM type of format or a, or a, or a state amp, you know, typical state amp kind of format where you have two two rounds of stroke play. Everybody's seated, you know, top 32 go to match play and let's have a match play event. And then you'd get to have on the final day, you know, you could have a um, semifinal match in the morning and then a, a gold medal match and a, and a bronze medal match in the afternoon. Um, I just I feel like what an opportunity for something cool. I mean, if you could if you could be watching match play coming down the stretch for medals, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. The um, the only yeah, the only thing I really have to say on that is like. The Olympics, in my mind, is it's there every four years and you're trying to find the best athlete at each specific sport in the world. Like, that's the goal. And, you know, every every country is represented and I think that's great. But I mean, so if I'm a gym, I'm a gymnast and I'm doing, you know, the balance beam, I'm going to work on that balance beam routine every single day for years and years and years so that I can go to the Olympics and be the best on the balance beam. Well, I mean, the guys on the PGA Tour, they play golf. They play stroke play every single day for days and days and days and days and days and years and months and whatever so that they can be the best in the world. So I think that we kind of have to allow them to play their game. You can't just kind of switch it up on them last minute when they go to the Olympics. Be like, hey, by the way, we're doing something different this year or doing it different now. Now it's like a USAM. But I do I do completely agree with you about the team format mm. and or the, uh, the team aspect because they've got to find a way to work that in you go, you go in pairs i mean if if anybody hasn't seen the pictures of mark leishman and cam smith <laughs> from this past year they're unbelievable hilarious. hilarious those outfit i mean they were literally wearing cricket like shorts and cricket shirts like like the like they did not look like golfers, but it was hilarious. But there, there, there is a team. They're two teammates. I think that you should at least do, you know, combined score or something to do a team. Like you know, if I just, I don't know. I, there's got to be a team aspect. There's got to be a team champ, and then a, and then an individual champ. I, that would, I think that would really add, you know, a lot, a lot to the fan experience. But that one, you know, as opposed to maybe the match play one, like that's the one I feel like all the players would get behind for the country yeah. had a chance to get in it. You know, um, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't be all over that. And also I mean, for one would, thing, it, it would just be another opportunity to win a medal, right? You have a chance at an individual or a team medal. True. And then uh, t- talking a little bit about your match play idea. I, I, I mean, I don't hate the idea. I just don't think that anyone would go for it just because, you know, they play stroke play so much and yes, you know, it's boring to watch. It's somewhat boring to watch another four days of stroke play, but the cool thing about having it be match play is you could have guys like, you know, Xander Shoffley that won this past or won this past Olympics, but then also um, Scott Vincent played at Virginia tech, South African was the first Virginia tech uh, golfer to ever be in the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, if, if things go the right way, I mean, you could see just a, I mean, I'm going to say no name, but like a somewhat of a no name in the, he's not a no name. He's 
very, very, very good golfer out of Scott Vincent. But I mean, you could see a like a crazy pairing on on you know Sunday right. at eighteen for that match of but behind someone that you know or someone that you have absolutely no idea who they are because there are some countries like. I mean, there were some bizarre names on on, on that Olympic tee sheet well, we looked at last year or a couple of years ago. Look no further than silver and bronze medal uh, this year on the men's side. Uh, he was ranked 201st in the world. <laughs> Rory Sabatini. Yeah. Oh, that's Got right. The silver. I, I think he put up 60. That. I think he put up 61 on the final round. Yes, I do remember. And then oh. There was that, and then there was that big playoff uh, for bronze and. Han Chang Song, I yep. believe is how you pronounce it, from Chinese Taipei. So, I mean, whether it's match play, whether it's stroke play, at the end of the day, it's a sprint in terms of actually identifying uh, the top talent. I mean, I think it just comes down to who's who's got their A game that week, right? Yeah. No matter which format does. you play. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, funny side note about that Sabatini. Um, you know, he was playing for Slovakia. <laughs> Guy's got the thickest Australian accent. I mean, uh, South African accent of all time. You know, he's, what? Playing for, he's playing for Slovakia. Yeah. So it, this was actually like um, highlighted by another podcast I listened to, uh, the Shotgun Start. They um, they they figured out that in 2018 he actually changed his citizenship to the country of his second wife, Slovakia. So that he could. And I think Olympics? he made a comment somewhere that it was because. He was looking to hopefully make the Olympics to qualify for Slovakia. He would have had no chance for South Africa. He was outside the top 10 in the South Africa rankings. Yeah, and, I'm, um, I'm fully on board with Rory, Rory Sabatini. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. That still, so oh, good. man, there's there's a great interview. I, I have to find the clip. That's Steve, awesome. Steve, Steve Sands is interviewing him and says something about like, yeah, interesting, you know, change your citizenship to the country of your second wife. Uh blah 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 said her name and he was trying to kind of say it politely but sabatini just like he just stared stared you know, him down. To death <laughs> <laughs> that's so good hey uh, i'm totally on board with that that's that's fantastic if there's a loophole just jump right through it i'm i'm in with there's that. it, it, that's you know not something we're unaccustomed to with olympics they're actually fairly loose with those uh countries of origin i mean i know a lot of um folks you know they, they might say they grew up in america but you know they're they have dual citizenship because yeah you know their parents or something well, so, hey if you're looking for a dual citizen hey, no further well, there you go see you, you know, can play for either yeah you know i could it, hopefully one day i'll be playing for the president's cup for the internationals and then i'll <laughs> play for the u.s in the Ryder cup you know you think that that would ever happen if someone like there's no way that would happen. Like if uh, if like some like somebody like me, like I have dual citizenship. I'm a, just I have an Australian passport and a U.S. passport. Say you know someone like that is in the top ten in the world. I mean, are you gonna not let them do both? Like if somebody wants that they want to go do their uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one. <laughs> that's, that's, tough. that's a tough one. I don't know if that would ever happen. I hope that one day we see that. That would be great because then you know little cross-pollination they see what's going on in the team room in the u.s for the Ryder cup they're like hey, right. i know what they're saying let's do this and blah 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 i think that'd be great i don't think, I it think uh we, we've got a great tradition up in uh virginia the virginia's and carolina's captain's putters matches yeah captain's putter matches um fortunate to be a part of that a couple of times and uh jordan utley uh former u of r product he uh he's played for both sides which is kind of interesting he did Has his he really? uh 
Yeah, he lived for a period of time, I think, in Greensboro. And uh, so, you know, he played for Virginia. Then he played for Carolinas for a couple of years. And now he's back on the Virginia squad. That's awesome. I didn't know that. I think he mentioned they might have figured out he was only the second or third, you know, person to play for both squads. So That's funny. Well, if uh, if we're ready to move on, I'd love to, you know, give you my topic. We I have not told you yet, and you have no idea what I'm going to ask you, but I figured it'd just be fun to what be you got? To ask. I want all the details. I want every nitty-gritty, who you're playing with, what time of day, what's the temperature <laughs> outside, what golf course, perfect day of golf ever. Go. It's hard. It's a hard question. I asked. I got, I got to hear yours. I'll I'll give you mine. Mine's really easy. And it's like, and people are probably going to boo me because, because I've already had it. I've already had my perfect day of golf. Um, I wake up in Jackson hole, which is my favorite place in the world. I love that place so much. My dad and I drive South of town. just, just me and him. We got a case of beer and we go play sporting club branch. We tee off at seven o'clock first tee time out there. We are chasing the mowers down the back nine. We play 36 holes. Uh, we have lunch in the clubhouse. We leave, we grab a beer at our favorite bar on the way home. And then I cook an absolutely massive T-bone steak. And that is my perfect day of golf. And I've been lucky enough to be able to do it two or three times. And I mean, it's, it's not even, a, it's not even a hard question, but now <laughs> Now you have to continue. No, no, no. I can't. That's I don't know. I can't do that on the fly. But it would involve Cypress Point, some transfusions, maybe lunch. Okay, here we go. Maybe a little lunch, a uh, little yep. morning round. We we stop in for lunch. We refuel. We get some burgers. We get some beers, um, and then we head out and play the back nine at Cypress Point and finish it up. You playing with a steak, with eight, a steak dinner? Eighteen thirty-six twenty. Yeah, we're going thirty-six. We're going to do morning. We're going to do afternoon and. We're going to have a steak dinner. I mean, that's, that's it. What's the best day of golf that you've had so far? Oh, so far. Yeah. If you can think back. Oh, oh, it's gotta be. I mean, it's gotta be one of the days at Bandit. The only, the only tough part would be figuring out which day. I mean, every day was incredible for its own reasons. I think, the second day, I'm sorry, the third day at Bandon Dunes, uh, we played 36 holes. We played Old McDonald in the morning. We played Pacific Dunes in the afternoon. Um, we had lunch at the Pacific Grill overlooking the ocean. I was able to put up my best round of the, of the trip, a little 69 on Pacific Dunes, the second-ranked public course in America. Um, perfect weather. I mean, great friends. We had dinner at the pub that night on, on the property. I mean, I, I don't think I could really top that. Fair enough. That sounds like a pretty good day. And also, by the way, I have to make a little bit of a, a caveat to this. Chris Dick, you're my guy. You're playing with us too. I know you're listening. <laughs> we're getting sloshies on the way from uh, from Creekside, and then we're going to uh, to uh, Sporting Club Ranch. But yeah. Well, uh, well, Rosie, I know you've got a pretty exciting uh, little trip planned. If you want to tell the people what you got going on this week, yeah, I might have hinted at it a little bit last week. Uh, I am um, actually the day that this will be released, Wednesday. You guys will be listening on perhaps Wednesday. Uh, I'll be en route to Scottsdale for the the waste management open and celebrating my bachelor party. We're playing golf on Wednesday afternoon when we get in uh, at a course called Longbow. And then heading to our Airbnb, which is on a course called 
Desert Canyon, I think. Um, so Wednesday we get in, play golf. Thursday, Waste Management Day. Um, where we'll post up at the 16th. And then uh, Friday Friday morning we've got uh, golf again at the course where the, where the house actually is. There you go. And you guys leaving Sunday, Saturday? No, you guys are staying the weekend. Uh, some are leaving Saturday. Some are staying. The ones that are staying, including myself, it's just going to be a free day. Just so we got brunch reservations that's somewhere in Old Town Scottsdale and there you go. see where the day takes us. So yeah, couldn't be more excited. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm jealous. I wish I was going, but God, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> I, I, I need photos. I need videos. I need yeah. all of the, I need all of the content that you can provide because I'm just going to be living through you for the weekend. I'm sure I'll be obnoxiously posting my story nonstop. <laughs> try to keep it reasonable, but yeah, I look forward to uh, hopefully taking some great photos and videos and just having an awesome time with my friends. Yeah. Uh, do me a favor, please, please, please. If there's any an opportunity for you to just toss a beer that's <laughs> open, just do it, please. Cause all I've ever wanted to do is just chuck a beer on that green or around that green on 16. That would be so awesome. And if there's a hole in one, there's a hole in one on scene while you're there. We have to make a, some sort of bet. You've that we've got to do something. I'm not sure what it will be. We'll, we'll come out with it next week. What the bet was. Yeah. Whoever wanted or did it, but yeah. something has to happen on a hole in one. We'll chat up after the show about that, I, but I'm surprised. Yeah. man, there's a surprisingly low amount of hole in ones on that hole. I mean, it's a cupcake of a hole. I know. know. Right. Well, maybe it's because there's, you know, 50,000 people surrounding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, funny story about that. I, I heard this a couple of years ago. It must've been one of those features, you know, leading up to the tournament, but they were like, how the hell did the stadium hole become the stadium hole? Like, and it actually started about 30 years ago as a margarita stand. So it just, there was no stadium. I mean, it was just ropes, just a regular little part three and behind the 16th hole for whatever reason, they decided, Hey, we're going to, we're going to put up you know, this margarita stand and it became this famous thing, gathering point where everybody, you know, walked the course here and there, blah, blah, blah. But in the afternoon, everybody was at the margarita stand right off the, the 16th tee. And they were like, God, there's so many people here. We need to put up another stand. So they put up another margarita stand. Then they started building bleachers by the tee box. And then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> but it all started from well, a that, single margarita stand. That's funny because, I mean, I, I knew that there used to not be stands there, obviously. Like, that's mm -hmm. something that's been built up because the Tiger Woods uh, hole-in-one. Yeah. That was done there. You know what's funny is that... That, first, that was that was like somewhere in that progression where they were starting yeah. to put more and more and more bleachers up. And then whatever it was, maybe 10 years ago, they fully enclosed it. Yeah. The whole stadium. Well, I'll tell you what, for the funny... If, I didn't even know. Like, I've seen that video of Tiger Woods making the hole-in-one tons of times. And it wasn't, but four or five years ago maybe that i realized that that was 16th sawgrass because it didn't have scott stadium around it or scottsdale yeah sorry um right because I, I had no idea because i just thought oh, i was like oh you made a whole one because the hole itself isn't that i mean it's just a little no, they, it was actually even more boring and they, they dressed it up with a lot of aesthetics a lot of stuff between but it used to just be grass all the way but um yeah uh, that's that's got to be the maybe the second of the margarita stand was the the first biggest moment for the stadium hole and then the tiger hole in one really tiger hole in one, yeah <laughs> yeah i think that 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 uh that cheer was registered on the richter scale when he made a uh, hole in one so that's 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 pretty good the amazing thing about that that clip is just listen how loud people are simply when the ball leaves the face yeah 
the ball leaves the face and it already sounds like you know a hole out kind of roar and then it and goes then it in, goes in. Just, yeah <laughs> absolutely nuts but i hope i hope we get a hole in one this week you know what i'm gonna bet there's a hole in one this week I'm I'm saying it right here. There's going to be a hole in one this week on 16. Well, how could I possibly take the other side of that? I want to be there for a hole. I know I'm that's fair. That, I guess. <laughs> All right, that's fair. All right, well, I'll get Trey to take it the other side or something. I don't know. All right, Rosie. All right, buddy. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Yep. I'll uh, see you later, brother. Good luck in uh, good luck in Arizona. Drink lots of beers. Make lots of good shots, and I hope there's a hole in one. I, I came up with a name for the weekend. You ready? Yeah. Debauchery in the desert. I like that. That needs to go on a t-shirt. <laughs> that's that's got to go on a t-shirt. I like that a lot. You ought to just t- change the tournament name to that. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Peace. Peace.